I'm Helani Ellis, and this is the Exceptional Admins Podcast, where I invite admins, executives, and influencers to come together in an intimate setting. The world for administrative professionals doesn't just involve basic tasks. It includes an array of requests, challenges, and triumphs. During each episode, you'll be a witness to candid conversations and hear and join in on many, many laughs. And for those that know me, it wouldn't be complete without thought-provoking moments. The distinguished guests sharing time with us during each episode believe in the admin profession and have much to contribute to the greater good of executives, their admins, and organizations. Now, let's get to today's topic. Are you at the end of your day and you just wished dinner was taken care of? Do you know someone that could really use a sweet, different gift show up to their doorstep? Well, everyone, I'm here to introduce you to an amazing brand, Spoonful of Comfort. Fantastic story behind the creation of this brand. I'm guilty now of three times ordering from them, as well as using them for special gifts. A really sweet friend of mine who's a CEO and a new mom to baby number two was very excited to open up her special gift. They specialize in soups. They have amazing side extra add-ons. They even have cookies. And this house, the snickerdoodles are our favorite, especially after warming them up. This brand has a lot to offer. And for you guys, Spoonful of Comfort, I've worked with them to get you a coupon code. You'll need to use exceptional admins at checkout and get 15% off. Consider something this time of year that you'd like to send out to just warm someone up. We particularly love the chicken noodle. We also have enjoyed the tomato, which is a fan by my boys. So check them out, spoonfulofcomfort.com and send off a warm, exciting, and delicious gift to someone you know today. But again, as I mentioned earlier, we're not all the same. So how do we kind of drill into that identity piece? Yeah, that's a great question. So really that comes out of alignment. So when we're working on brands, so you take the alignment, so maybe it's keywords or key attributes. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me again for another episode here at Exceptional Admins. I'm very excited to have my guest with me today, who's going to be bringing up uh, and talking to a topic I'm very excited about. You guys have heard me discuss this many times before if you've been listening to other episodes. And if this is your first one, welcome. My guest today is Lauren Atherton, and she is the founder behind an amazing um, marketing brand called Heart Spark. I've known her for, I was thinking about it, like three years now I've known you. It's so cool. Yeah. I've known her now for three years. I'm honored to say I've used her a couple times for different uh, things for me as a business owner. And the biggest thing that she's going to talk about today is intertwining business branding and how we can brand ourselves as a person. So Lauren, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. I want to have everyone walk through with you kind of reliving the start of your career. It's a really interesting story, sort of also putting a spotlight on that just admins don't just have a hard time finding a job (laughs) that anyone who's a professional does. And so there's a really fun story and I'd love everybody to hear it. So give us that. Yeah. So I have always been artistic, creative. 
I was the little girl on the floor drawing all by myself for hours and hours. My mom always laughs at that. Um, But what's funny, so I, you know, really went into like drawing and painting and fine art in high school and didn't discover graphic design until college. Mm -hmm. And I went to a small private school and where you had to study fine art in addition to graphic design. And so (laughs) it was like, um, you know, really, yeah, yeah, (laughs) got a full rounded background, which was really great. But it was also, like I said, a small private school. And one of my professors who I love, he was like, you know, I have this this previous uh, previous student who works at an ad agency. So let me give you her business card and, you know, reach out to her if you really want to get into graphic design and advertising. Then, like, you know, here's her information. I was like, okay. So I reached out to her for months and I would call and I would talk with <laughs> Melanie. Uh, Hi, Melanie. This is Lauren yeah. Atherton. Call, yeah. call, call. Because um, I knew I was like, you know, if I just get my my feet wet in this in this business and see if I like it or not. I was a sophomore in college at the time. Mm-hmm. I had my first interview. <laughs> <laughs> it was a train wreck. Oh my and, gosh, I, I can't believe it. And I I laugh because I I mean I was a big fish in a little pond. So I was you like so okay, excited I, too and like well right, prepared. I was excited. I'm like finally she answered my call. Okay, like I get to go on this job interview and it's gonna be great. And she wasn't rude or mean or anything, but at the end of it, I got in the car. It was just it was literally like reality just smacking you in the face. Oh my goodness. Like, oh. Okay, I don't know anything about what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> and so I really had to like learn quick, like, okay, I'm I wanna be humble and coachable and teachable. Yeah. But I got in the car, car I got in the car and I called my mom and I just started crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, But I'm sure it didn't go that bad. And I was like, Mom, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I like it. I just bombed it. It was so bad. And I can still remember where I was sitting. I mean, just the whole thing. It was so bad. But a couple months later. So I think that interview was probably in like February or March Uh in May. I was driving back home from college, you know, it was done for the year heading home for the summer. And I get a call that says, Hey Lauren, you know, this is, you know, Carrie, it was her name. Mm -hmm. Um, would you be interested in a, you know, two day a week unpaid internship? And I was like, we won't hire you, but we'll ask you to come work for us for free. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time, I mean, I was just like, yes, get me in the door. Like that's it. And so literally, you know, from that phone call, I went in two days a week, worked my butt off, just watched, observed, connected with people and was just, you know, what I always say is like humble, hungry, and smart. And I've heard that several times over the years Mm -hmm. um, from other, you know, leaders talking about the qualities of a good employee. And that's what I wanted to be. I'm like, okay, I just, I don't know everything. So I want to learn. And then I'm, I want to be the best of this. And then I want to be good with people and, you know, connect and make good connections. And some of those friendships I still have today, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So in four years, I went from an unpaid intern. The next summer, I was a graphic designer full-time and head of interns. And then I went to a graphic designer full-time. And then I went to art director. So it was a, like a progression within four years. Super awesome. agency. And, um, yeah, just learned so much, made so many great friends, worked with some awesome brands like Chick-fil-A, Hungry Howie's, Henry Ford Health System, some Mm. big names. Um, And And at that time, you didn't know your brand. No. (laughs) Well, I guess, I mean, I'll just kind of see what's out there and keep going. You know, I didn't know what I didn't know. So at the time, it was just like, 
okay, I just need to connect with people and do a good job and show up on time every day and, you know, just be ready to learn. Um, and that really set the stage for my whole career. And I'm so thankful for that opportunity that saying mm-hmm. yes to an unpaid internship. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's, in, it's, it's not wanting to miss out on having an experience. And so you clearly made some sort of impression that they had you kind of like, Hey, if something very basic comes up, you know, we can groom her or we can have her do grunt work. We'll call her because I'm sure there was a part of your energy that was like, you were hungry, humble Mm -hmm. and smart. You just were very green. (laughs) So you didn't know your brand then (laughs) having gone through that, which, you know, now where we are 11 years later from when you did that interview, would there be any advice you would give your younger self? Oh, that's a great question. I, what's funny is I feel like I need more advice now than I did back then. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all, don't we all, like I said, like I didn't know what I didn't know. So it was Mm -hmm. honestly like, okay, here's an opportunity, take it. And that was pretty much anything that I did. And even to this day, if there's an opportunity, I'm like, let's take it. Like, okay, yes. And then you figure out the details later. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say to my younger self, probably just keep on keeping on. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Keep going. Keep pushing through, which is awesome. So when we think about branding and the work that you do, you know, you're working with uh, businesses, you're helping them define, define, you know, their messaging, what colors resonate with sort of could be their potential customer. And I like to make uh, create the bridge as administrative individuals, no two admins are alike. We have some common qualities. Think of a car. All cars have four wheels, right? Uh, you know, all cars have an engine. For the most part, all of them have gasoline that need to have the car move. There's those common things. But the differentiators are two-door, four-door, you know, what color, sunroof, no sunroof, Bluetooth, and all of these just sort of um, accessories, which then make the car the car that we want to buy and so on. So from a personal branding perspective, when you're working with a client and you talked about three pillars when we've interacted before, I want to help walk through those three pillars so people can have some framework to work with. They start to start from scratch likely on what is my brand and how do I start to understand that? Yeah. Yeah. So branding, I mean, I see branding really as the relationship between you and the world or your business in the world or Mm -hmm. your nonprofit in the world. And so Mm -hmm. it's not, I feel like branding used to always be just one way, just like shout, shout, shout. And now it's very interactive with people, which is great. Great word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's three pillars of branding and think of them almost like a I don't know how to describe it. like a core and then an outer shell and an outer shell. So they yep. build off of an one onion. another mm-hmm. an onion. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so first there's alignment. So you have to know who you are, um, your core attributes, what makes you, you, what's unique to you. Um, then you have your identity. And so uh, these are the cr- characteristics that make you, you. So again, mm-hmm. these kind of like go back to the core and then you have marketing. So this is how you promote yourself to the world. And so I mm-hmm. think even though that we are talking about branding for businesses or nonprofits, it's also that applies to your personal brand too. And like my experience, you know, being very green and just going for any opportunity. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, I didn't really know who I was. And that was kind of a reality shift of like, oh, 
wow, I don't know as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, especially when you're getting started, it's important to know what makes you uniquely you. Um, and you're not going to be for everybody. And that's oh, okay. I was just thinking that. I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. I wrote down authentic self, but keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, so let's say, um, you know, I do work with nonprofits. If I was like, you know, oh yeah, I'll go work for an oil and gas company. Then mm-hmm. there's something that doesn't quite align with what I'm about and what mm-hmm. I'm portraying to the world. And so there's some, you know, misalignment there or say, yes. you know, you have some really deep set values. You're like, punctuality is really important to me. Um, and you go work for a company that's like, oh, anytime, come in and out, you know, like you, there's just going to be constant friction there because that's mm-hmm. misaligned with one of your values. So it's not going to be a good fit. Um, so it's really important to start with who you are. And if you're not sure where to start, um, I mean, years ago, I did StrengthsFinder. Last year, I did, you know, the Enneagram test and just these different things that help define um who you are as an individual and also like you can be excited about that like when I took strengths finders I was like oh my gosh this is me <laughs> and it brings some clarity around who you are and that's great because then you can take that and run with it don't try to be someone that you're not I interviewed and we'll kind of park here and then we'll go to the next layer which is that identity and then maybe kind of the marketing I interviewed a, a great um, voice around authenticity. Uh, Celebrating authenticity is one of the podcast episodes. And she talks about that and to sort of show up right now in this very moment and say as females, which is a large population of the administrative profession, there isn't a lot of permission slip around, look at, turn around and look at yourself, right? Look at yourself in the mirror. And I'm, I'm a big advocate for giving these permission slips and a big advocate for no, please get connected with your inner self. And so you, you talked about it, right? The friction that can come up when you've compromised what your values are. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, you know, as an ease into it for those listening, kind of sit down and say, what lights you up to your point of punctuation? And maybe some of you want to type, I'm, uh, write down your type A, right? Which means you you hold a high bar of performance for yourself, which if you've been listening to me also, type A as a lowercase a <laughs> is really important. Um, just thinking about those values that make you you. Also being uh, committed to yourself to say work-life harmony is, you know, a value to you. So for that inner part, that that core of the three rings that Lauren is bringing up to work through, no one else is going to maybe see this list. Go crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe yeah. what value for you also is being appropriately compensated, which not to say that we're money hungry, but it makes us feel good when we're valued for yeah. our hard work. Exactly. You know, not all cars are priced the same for a reason. Same thing with houses and such. Yeah. That next layer, identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characteristics that make you unique, you know, what is your mark? I'm always talking about, you know, what is your brand, which is hence the reason for this episode. What is your differentiator, right? Mm -hmm. As admins, there's always the reconciliation. Okay. She's been an EA before, or he's been an EA before. But again, as I mentioned earlier, we're not all the same. So how do we kind of drill into that identity piece? Yeah, that's a great question. So really that comes out of alignment. So Mm -hmm. when, we're working on brands. So you take the alignment. So maybe it's keywords or key attributes. And then you think like, okay, how do I portray that emotion or that feeling? So for instance, you know, there's different ways that you can dress 
or the way you speak about yourself? Um, you know, are you more informal or formal? Like there's different degrees of all of these different ways that you can measure identity. And I'm, you know, thinking more visual identity because that's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. But even, you know, in your resume, uh, in emails, in phone calls, even like what you wear to an interview, there's certain colors that portray certain, you know, resonate certain ideas in people. And so if you're, you know, more of a steady, like I would describe myself as a steady person, I would probably go into an interview wearing blue or something very like calming, trustworthy. There's all Mm -hmm. these words that are associated with that. Mm -hmm. If you're going for a creative interview, you might wear more of like a yellow or, you know, a brighter color, you can have a little bit more fun with it. Um, But yeah, it's really about knowing who you are. And then portraying that to other people so that way Mm -hmm. they can instantly see oh okay I kind of get her you know and if Mm -hmm. it's if you don't know who you are then you kind of dress for whatever the occasion or you're like "Ah, I don't know how Mm -hmm. I should talk in this situation and so it just gives you more confidence and it makes an impression on people when you walk into a room and you're you know you're dressed you're delivering on you know how you look and I think that's you know really important. You said a really great word there, confidence. You spoke about, or you mentioned the word, you know, how you speak. You talked about dressing. Uh, I wrote down the word trust and measuring. And uh, the way I want to totally bridge the gap here is in the administrative field, we can speak very similar to the next person also interviewing. Yes, I do calendaring. Yes, I'm really good at expense reports. My favorite thing to do is events and travel management. And if you sound like the others with those very frequent things, where are you different? Nike, you know, doesn't look like Reebok for a reason. And so thinking about how to change that voice for those who may be job seeking or want to take their communication with their executive or leadership team to the next level is uh, I'm uh, I, I like to work on helping you preserve your energy, which essentially connects to time management. I want to be able to let you know that I'm going to gatekeep on this executive that keeps flying by your office that shouldn't be here. I'm going to be very thoughtful with your strategic decision making and figure out if this actual meeting that so-and-so has asked for could actually be an email or I can have the meeting before you or this meeting doesn't need to be an hour and it can be 15 minutes. The way that we show up differently, to your point, with communication helps us stand out. Uh, you brought up the really great thing on clothing and colors, which I hadn't really thought about that. So it's great for anyone, you know, who's going to maybe be interviewing or start sitting in on meetings. Like, what is your visual presence, which is connected to your brand? I talk about that often. And a lot of the admins I know struggle for gaining that trust. And how are you showing up? You know, how are you presenting yourself? Maybe sometimes it's with color. And if you do these little tiny things and you start puzzle piecing them together, you start to grow confidence and trust with those you're interacting with. And just as one side thing before we go to the next one, which is marketing, because it'll be intertwined. The color wheel for marketing, I have found, is a great resource to go to to start finding some of these adjectives, these descriptors and my favorite colors are white and green and green is very, you know, natural and sort of fluid. Uh, white is very pure, even though I do like my uh, colorful language at times, I am quite very pure in my heart mm-hmm. uh, and so many other things that I do. Uh, so just maybe if you're looking for kind of that starting point, guys, pull up a marketing color wheel. 
Mm-hmm. So the next thing, you know, marketing color wheel, how do you promote yourself? I want to talk for just a moment because I think this is a good part as a business, which we are each our own independent essential small business, right? We bring a level of service. We bring skills to an executive assistant plus role. When you work with clients on slogans, tie that in here to the marketing where you help someone identify in that sort of elevator pitch who they are Mm -hmm. and what they're about. Yeah. So that is really important. Um, The biggest thing is people contact you and they're looking for you to solve a problem for them Um, more than anything else. You could say, oh, I'm an admin and, you know, I specialize in these things. But just like you said earlier, if you flip that script a little bit and talk about what I'm going to do for you, Mm -hmm. people will like sort that instantly and go, oh, she or he will help me do this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, so you just become that much more, um, uh, memorable to them. And so that's what we typically do with clients is we take them through. It's honestly like a little Mad Lib where it's, uh, you know, let me actually pull it up. We do. I love the Mad Lib. I did that way back in the day on car trips. That's so fun. Yeah, we do. It's the, what we call is like the five minute mission statement. And even though, um, cause a lot of times we get bogged down in what's the right language and all these different things, but you need to keep it so simple yeah. that anyone can understand it. Otherwise people are just like, or if you give them too many things to remember, then it's just like, eh, I don't have time for that. Yeah. It becomes <laughs> a bit too, you want it to be easily digestible. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so the formula we use is, so this will be for nonprofits, but at organization name. So like at HeartSpark, we describe what you do describe what you provide so we create excellent brands for nonprofit organizations so that they can and then amplify their message multiply their impact so if you were you know um, I'm Lauren Atherton I help nonprofits um, create visual identities so that you can look good to everybody else and Mm. so you can easily flip that to be Mm -hmm. You know, for you personally, if you're going out there and you have one, you know, five minutes or one minute mm-hmm. to make an impression, mm-hmm. uh, then you can easily say what you do. Because a lot of times I know I get like caught in my own head and I'm like, oh, I'm rambling. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so putting a little bit of thought into that ahead of time mm-hmm. will allow you and just practice it. Just practice it again and again and again. And don't say, you know, I'm Lauren, I'm an executive assistant. You know, because then somebody, right. they have their own connotations Absolutely. for what that means. So you want to capture that and like mm-hmm. define what that means to you quickly mm-hmm. in a way that's, mm-hmm. you know, easy to digest. Yeah. I had a really great guest on uh, Sarah Beth Burke, and she's mm-hmm. been doing a lot of uh, research papers. And um, it, it's so amazing. I'm having a hard time even describing it. But her thing is more than my title. Great episode. Everyone should listen to that. And it speaks to what you just mentioned. Like, what is the mission? Who am I? What do I do? And you personally, Lauren, would love it also. Yeah, Um, I'm ready. (laughs) When we think about, and to your kind of point, the mission statement is what do you provide the executive assistants that are listening? And kind of think about this, too, for those that are employed and getting uh, prepared for a review. Don't talk about that you're the assistant. You are the subject matter expert. You are the chaos coordinator. I saw once on LinkedIn an awesome uh, executive traffic controller. 
versus Mm -hmm. air traffic controller. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I thought that was extremely intelligent. It also sort of was witty, right? So she's obviously got a personality. And so there was a dual win with that title. We also want to be able to talk about that we are um, an energy manager, right? When Mm -hmm. I think about where executives are spending time, time is energy. Uh, A lot of the work I've been doing with my consulting here in 2020 2020 is, you know, what does the calendar look like? Can your executive look at it and recognize, you know, at 6 a.m. when they're figuring out how their day is going to unfold, how much energy has to go out? We're having screen fatigue with this very awkward, constant energy siphoner, which is the screen. Siphoner is a word, but I just made it a word. You know, what does it look like? A call is very different than having to be on for video. So they're going to use their energy that they have for the day differently. Thinking about that, you know, and also finding brain breaks for them. So you're an energy manager, you know, you're also a chief accountability officer, all of these other opportunities to market yourself with a different approach than, and I'm doing air quotes here, just an assistant. I want to remind everyone that your first title of your title unless you're an administrative assistant and you're working on your career to get to that EA title, you're an executive first, assistant second, just like your title. So that's really awesome. So thinking about the branding part, which is really great, you know, thinking about marketing yourself, having kind of that that tag or those collective words that say you're differentiators is really important. And the slogan and connecting those dots with who you are and how you want to carry yourself. Do you have any kind of closing thoughts here on what would be some more wisdom for the listeners? I think, you know, really trust yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been over the last 11 years, there's been several times. I know my values, who I am, what I'm good at. But sometimes, obviously, the opportunity, even though I'm like, yes, let's figure it. You know, sometimes you have that gut check and you're like, uh. I don't know if I really should do this or you kind of second guess those values and mm-hmm. it's really good to just go with your gut, <laughs> trust mm-hmm. that instinct and really, you know, take the time to process and know yourself, um, especially before, you know, you try to work with someone else or try to partner with someone else. It's good to know yourself and what what uh, is important to you, because anytime I've ignored that gut feeling, mm-hmm. it's always bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's always yeah. bad. And then sometimes um, we have just like, oh, maybe this time. And then we yeah. have an experience, which is still a return versus like yeah. a lost thing. And my, my husband reminded me the other day, if there's an issue in front of you, it's not a setback. It's a set up for yeah, moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so y- y- you didn't use this word, but I'll use it. You know, making a declaration of writing down those values you know, put post-it notes on your mirror, you know, and figuring out like reading that while you're brushing the teeth, like what are my values? Who am I and what do I stand for on your computer? You know, the post-it notes that you can have there that kind of just are those gentle reminders of what your goals and focus is each day for you as yourself as a person, as a professional and as an employee. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Well, I always appreciate seeing you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I don't even know where to begin. We covered so much thought-provoking, laughter, and just great conversation. Remember, you're the reason you get up every day and work as hard as you do. Do things for you, your executive, and your organization. And remember, it's all worth it.